Hello, this is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk Podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration. Sharing tips, tools, and talk, we're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. and I believe it's episode six. I actually am not sure what episode is, but this last weekend, um, I experienced a unity in the spirit and it brought forth a blessing, right? And Jenna, that's what we were just talking about is believers unifying and doing so in a way where their eyes are solely on Jesus, right? Like he is, Jesus is the head and there is the body of Christ and there is the scripture verse. And I believe is it Psalm 133 that there is a blessing that comes when there's a unity and um, it's such a beautiful thing. Right. And Jenna, what were you just saying? I love what you just said. Yeah. I just, I've always had this impression in this picture of like, you know, when we as believers, when we run to the secret place and we run to the higher place, as it says in song of songs and, and we seek God and we're intimate with God. It's like, I I just get this vision of this heavenly city, this holy city, this new Jerusalem, like we join together in that city, like in this other realm. And so like, how beautiful would it be if we just like believers, like we just got this, like, you know, like, and how much unity there would be in the earth because we're unified in heaven, because we're unified praying and seeking intimacy with our father. Yeah. And it's, that's just it. It's his will right on earth as it is in heaven. His will, Mm -hmm. when we're seeking his will and not our own, that's also going to bring a unity in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And one of those, one of the stories that I was just thinking of, um, right. And Jenna, we were just talking about this is how important it is to get away. (laughs) And when I mean, get away, I mean, like getting in the secret place, spending time with the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I mean, as a mother, my idea of getting away isn't the same as it used to be. Um, but I am getting up earlier to spend more time with Jesus. Um, and really coveting those times when I do get to spend time um with the Lord and reading the scriptures. But I just I want to I want to focus in on a story. And Jenna, I know you always have um just some really good scriptures and things to add, but I was thinking about how um like Jesus knew to get away, right? There's several scriptures that he um, went to like a solitary place and he would pray. He would pray often. He often withdrew and right. Like he's not going to, he's not going to the things in this world that sometimes we we go to. Like, for example, I'm going to, I'm going to um personalize this right like he didn't go to social media he didn't go to alcohol he didn't go to the tavern he didn't go to his friend peter um for counsel or a website <laughs> with a shopping cart full of stuff <laughs> purchased at the click of a button right like no he he withdrew um from the noise of the culture and from what other people had to say um to hear what the father is saying and that's just it is it are we 
truly taking time to hear what the Lord says. And, you know, I just in the last couple of days, you know, I got home from this incredible gathering. It wasn't even a conference. It was a gathering of intercessors. And, you know, I got home and just, it it was kind of hard getting home. Actually, there were some different things that happened, but even in the midst of like cleaning my floors, I'm, you know, cleaning my floors and my hands and knees, washing everything. God bless my husband, but it was just my husband and my daughter home this weekend. The house was not very clean. Right. So I got home and I was cleaning, but even in that, like I started cleaning and I literally just felt the Lord's presence. Mm-hmm. And he just started talking to me about different things, things that I've been thinking about or praying about, just giving ideas, giving solutions, like, oh my gosh, you know, like he can, he's right there. <laughs> Even when you're scrubbing your floor and cleaning up all the crumbs from all weekend. But again, focusing back on these scriptures is that Jesus withdrew from the noise and from what other people had to say. Um I just want to share one scripture and and just want to hand it over to you, Jenna. Before Jesus fed the 5,000 people, he heard the news of his friend and cousin, John the Baptist, being beheaded. So think about that, right? Mm-hmm. Before feeding the 5,000, he had news of his friend and cousin, John the Baptist, being beheaded. So his friend, when... What did he do? Right? He he withdrew to a private solitary place and he went to the comforter to be comforted. He didn't he didn't withdraw to anything else. Um and I, I just love that. It's such an example for us and are we doing that in times of grief, in times when it's good or or when we're on top of the mountain or when we're in the valley, whenever. Um also just want to note that prior to the large crowds of people that are following, right? Jesus made a way by making time to be alone with the father. Um, And he also encouraged his disciples to do the same thing, right? I believe he said to them, and I'm actually trying, I'm looking through scripture right now. I think it was like Matthew 14 ish. Um, Let's see when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat. Okay. So he'd heard about what happened. It was cousin. He withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed the sick. But again, first he got away and he got to a solitary place. And then he also said to his disciples, "Um, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. I love that. That's Mark, um, Mark 631. So he's actually saying, come away get some rest, get some quiet. So how can you, you know, relate that just with everything you guys have going on, Jenna? Um, Just these scripture verses about seeking, seeking the Lord and getting quiet. Yeah, it's awesome. Cause like, as always, I feel like this is something that the Lord has really been talking to me about. And actually just really, just recently, I just had this new revelation of like, you know, why did Jesus go away from people? Like, why did he retreat? Okay. So one was to have intimacy with the father, but then like, I also believe it was also because he was carrying, um, like just the burdens of all of the people. You know what I mean? Because like time after time in the Bible, it says he perceived their thoughts. And so like Jesus had this ability to like look at a crowd and it was like, he knew everything, you know, that was going yeah. on with 
people. And it's like, that can be really heavy. Mm. And so when he withdrew from people, he not only was like wanting to hear his father's voice. And because in John 19, it says, I speak to you eternal truth. The son is unable to do anything from himself or through his own initiative. I only do the works that I see the father doing for the son does the same works as the father. And so he, he needed, he had this closeness with the father and he needed to know what he was saying, what he was doing. You know, that's what was able to make him endure the cross. That was what was able, you know, that's why he was able to do all of the things that he did is because he heard, you know, the father's voice. And yeah, like I said, just recently, like I just had this new revelation of like carrying things, um, uh, you know, these, you know, perceiving thoughts, word of knowledge, whatever you want to call it of other people. And it became really heavy and, and, you know, but God is so faithful and he's had me in this season where he's, you know, making me get up and it's, and it's not, and it's because I need that. Like I, I, I need those times to pray. I need those times to release the things, you know, that I'm carrying. Cause a lot of times it can be things that other people are carrying that I carry. And, um, I believe God gives us this gift so that we can pray and intercede, you know, for those people. Sometimes he might have us speak a word, say something, prophesy, you know, something. But um, I, I just like the picture how, you know, you just said, then Jesus encouraged the disciples, like, come away with me. And so this is like a call to every single believer. So the same way that Jesus got away with the father we need to get away with Jesus. We need to get away from the father. We want to imitate Jesus and we want to do and and become like Jesus. That's like the greatest call like on our life is, is to become like Jesus. Yeah. Co, co, what's the word I'm looking for? Co-labor? Co, <laughs> yeah. What? Co-heir. Co-heir. We're definitely co-heirs who co-labor yeah. with Christ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. The Lord says, come away, come with me by yourselves. Right. There's like two things there. Come with me by yourself. Don't take anything else. Don't take anyone else. Come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. And you I, know, I it's really the answer it. because you gave so many like examples of the things that we do instead. We go and I can just relate to so many things that you said, like we shop online. Um, for some people, it can be like food, it can be drinking, it can be anything that you try to use to like numb and process the things that we're going through. But Jesus is like, come to me, come to me all that are thirsty, and I will give you water. I, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you'll never thirst again. And so it's like, um, it, it, it's so hard sometimes to like get our brains to understand all I need is Jesus, <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Yep. And that's just it. You know, and even like the disciples, they had been busy doing and busy teaching. And I think like, I mean, I heard a message recently, but jockeying for position, like that Mm -hmm. stuff that just happens, right? We are human. These things can happen. Um, They hadn't got a chance to eat. And the solution that Jesus gave them was to also like himself get alone and get to a quiet place. I just love that so much. Um, and and I am a reading. I'm kind of looking at something I'm I'm working on, but it but just wrote down that too many of us are trying to do the work of feeding others before we have been fed. 
right? Mm -hmm. Before we can move into ministry, we must be ministered to and minister unto God himself, right? Like that is it. Before we can move into ministry, we must be ministered to and minister unto God himself. So, I mean, it really is like, this is how I want to do life. This is how I want my marriage to operate, my, my parenting, just everything flowing from my relationship and my time with Jesus Christ. Right. And that's, I mean, what is the fruit? The fruit of the spirit is love. (laughs) It's joy. It's peace. It's patience. It's these things, no matter on a mountain or in a valley. Um, In order for the people who had followed Jesus and his disciples um, to be fed, they had to sit down. Like this is a, this is a whole nother story. I wanted to kind of get into is like, you know, thinking upon when Jesus fed the 5,000 before they were fed, they also, they had to sit down. Like these are the verses I've just been meditating on. And like, there's just something about this of just be still, (laughs) sit down, get some rest, right? Come to a quiet place. And that in our current culture does mean turning the phone off, getting off social media. You know, if you need to go set your phone across, like there there was a time where the Lord was having me put my phone in the other room, you know, away from like where I'm doing devotions. Cause otherwise I get tempted to like, I'll like read a couple of scriptures and be like, oh, what's, you know, pick up my phone or think about something on social media. And so sometimes it's these practical things of like, shut the door, turn everything Mm -hmm. else off you know, and just sit, just be. And, um, God is so good in that, you know, you seek him. What do the scriptures say is that you seek him with all your heart and he'll be found. He meets with those who seek him. You know, and I, and I really think too, like there's like protection that comes. There's so many things that come from, um, seeking God, like in a private place, like what's that scripture, like go into a quiet place, a private place, shut the door and pray to your father. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's some scripture, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was recently, um, listening to someone teach on, on Psalm 91. And they said, you know, it, it starts off with those who dwell and that word dwell can be broken down into those who marry me in secret. Mm-hmm. And so, and then we know Psalm 91 is this huge verse of like all of these promises of like protection and everything, but it's like for those who marry me in secret, those who seek me secretly, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's so many Psalms, you know, just about the protection that comes also when you seek the father, Psalm 32, seven says, you are my hiding place. You Lord protect me from trouble. You surround me with the songs and shouts of deliverance. Um, Psalm 27, five for in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter in the secret place of his tent. He will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. And, um, Mm. one more Psalm 31, 20, it says in the secret place of your presence, you hide them, uh, from the plots and conspiracies of man. You keep them secretly in a shelter, um, from the strife of tongues. And so there's, there's so many things that God can do in this secret place. And I think that like, it's hard for us to grasp that we can like win battles and be protected just by doing, because some people would say, well, you're not doing anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Doing anything, nothing's happening, but God is happening. (laughs) Like God is doing things. Amen. I love that. There's no, there's no strife. Yeah. Right. 
So as you were talking, I just started to really sense the Holy Spirit, just the presence of the Lord on this conversation. And I'm sitting here kind of looking at some things I've, I've, you know, was writing and I was listening to you and I started thinking about like the garden of Eden and, you know, how is, how, (laughs) how is green and like this, this chapter, this thing I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm right. I've been writing, but the Lord spoke to me a couple of years ago and said, the deep places are green. And I'm like, what does that mean? Right. The the deep places are green. And so I've been searching out all these Hebrew words of green. And I just want to read this to you. And I just pray that you catch us by the spirit listeners. Right. So, so right. Jesus cultivated the place of prayer, um, retreating often to places where he could pray. Right. He knew how to lie down in green pastures. And I love this. This is a verse that I read. Um to my daughter every night, actually speak it, um, you know, recite it every night. And she's starting to actually recite the same whole Psalm. Um, but you know, he, he makes me lie down in green pastures, right? He leads me beside quiet waters, but there's just something about that green. So the Hebrew word, and I'm totally going to botch it. So any listeners out there know Hebrew, forgive me, but it's Yerik, (laughs) Y-E-R-E-Q. Um, it's one of the earliest Hebrew words used for green. In Genesis, it's a word that describes um, the greenness of edible herbs. So think about like right Garden of Eden, um, beautiful green color. It's the color of what food should be uh, in my mind, right? Fresh, vibrant, sustaining of life. Um, but here's what I wanted to get to. So green is also a powerful image, or if you think of like a green tree of a righteous man or woman who heeds the commandments of the Lord, right? And one of the things Jesus is saying is come sit down, right? Like um, get away to quiet places, pray. So Jeremiah 17, 8, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And that's very similar to Psalm 1. But I'm just thinking about this green, right? Like the deep places of God, there's there's life there, right? Green. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. What you got? What you got? Well, <laughs> when you just were talking about tree, um, you know, we're in the midst of planning something really special for 2023. And the Lord highlighted to me a palm tree and how it was a palm tree that Deborah sat underneath and and a lot of times the judge. Yeah. 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 And and God gave her strategy to overcome our enemies. And so this palm tree and and it's listed, anything it's in song of songs, there's different places where like a palm tree. And so whenever I see God, like bring up these, I'm like, why is he talking about a palm tree? Like what is (laughs) But it's really about what it represents, right? So like God said green to you and it represents life. It represents, you know, I mean, in essence, it represents life. And, you know, a palm tree represents triumph, victory over death. And, you know, palm trees, they grow in a, in a desert yeah. over really kind of extreme climate, right. you know? Right. And um, so I just was thinking of that when you messaged a tree and it's just like, I don't know. I just think they're going into this season where like the bride, the church, like we're just, there is victory over death. And I don't know. I just feel like God's raising up in an army and it's just so opposite of what's going on in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Like protect us from that. Cause it's almost like we're in our own little heavenly world realm. I don't know what you want to call it. 
Um, okay. Okay. Like, yes. Yes. No, I'm catching this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's so good. Well, it is. It's intercessors. It is. It's definitely the remnant, right? But mm-hmm. like this, the conversation has kind of like it's gone a little bit to like right the 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 righteousness, the the growing, the green, right? Like, and so is it um Ezekiel, right? Like, I don't know if we want to get into Ezekiel on this podcast. That's like a whole that's like a whole season, right? That's a whole lot of seasons. But um the prophet Ezekiel spoke of leaves that will never wither that provide healing. And we can find this in Revelation as well. Right. But fruit trees, um, okay, I don't know if we want, I don't know if we want to go here. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. This is this is such a picture of of everything that we're talking about. This is such a picture of an overcoming believer, a believer who's overcome, who has ascended the mountain, who has ascended Mount Zion, and they have overcome. And that's what that's what you become. You become, you know, the leaves. It's like it, the the fruit of your life. Like you're, and it actually talks about that in Song of Songs. How like everything you come around, um, you're just bringing things to life. There's healing. Yeah. Like there. It's the life of Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Psalm 52, 8. I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercies of God forever and ever. Right. Mm-hmm. I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. What's with all well, the what's trees? What's that other one that talks about? <laughs> did you bring that one up? Or did you just say that one? That's like, I'll be like a tree planted in streams of That's Psalm one, but it's very similar to what Jeremiah was saying as well. Yeah. They're super similar. So yeah, Psalm that's Psalm one is really good. Like I'm like a tree planted by streams of water who yields its fruit. I think it's like in, in season, whatever he, she does. You got it. Whatever he does. She does. Oh no. Okay. (laughs) We're on on a roll. We're on a roll today. Point being, get alone with Jesus. He's got the word for you. He's, he's, he's the solution. Right. Um, and I love Jenna that you were bringing up about the palm tree. Then there's so many like examples in scripture, whether it be like the green olive tree, terebinth tree, olive tree, evergreen tree. And like, you know, there's a whole, (laughs) we're really getting into it here, whole teaching on olive trees, you know, as well, but there is life. I I think to wrap this all together is, is that like, that's what we become when we seek Jesus intimately. Like we become these flourishing trees planted in a stream of living water that bears fruit, that brings healing into the earth. I was thinking about Romans too, Mm. where it's like, the whole, like all of creation is groaning and, and in search of the sons and daughters of God to be revealed out in the earth. And that's why is because we're, because God calls us to bring this life, to bring this healing to the land, to bring healing into the life of others. Amen. So that's what, that's what happens when we seek God in secret. Amen. 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 God is raising up disciples, leaders, right. Who've yeah learned how to sit down, be quiet <laughs> and listen, right. Or, or, um, speaking the word, God's word back to him, kind of getting wrecked by this message, the sitting down in green, like in a good way, 
the sitting down in green places not only um yeah bring light brings life to our soul but it also helps feed the people just like what you were saying jenna um so for those who intentionally cultivate the places of prayer the deep places are green that means they're full of life right um so i think that's like yeah it's just the main the main part of this message so you got anything else well, we just started talking about trees so much. I was also thinking <laughs> well, a couple of things. Remember when we got together at Ruthie's house and she did this whole teaching on trees? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Oh, like my that, gosh. I, remember, I was like, I never even thought about trees before. And now here we are. We're having all this conversation about all these different trees. <laughs> um, but there's really so much in the word of God about trees and it's about what they represent you think about in the garden of eden because you brought that up yeah there's the tree of life and then yeah. the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you know and yeah. um, that's a whole nother like, yeah so whatever about what that means but you know god wants us to be wants this wants us to be in life he and he provides yeah. in life oh. life and he's yes he is he is what does jesus say in John 15, I think that's a good place to, to read is, you know, he's talking about being connected to, he is the vine, right? So this is all these tree, tree analogies, but okay, let's find it. John 15, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, <laughs> like, Lord, prune me, so that it will be even more fruitful. You already are clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, right? And doesn't that, that that's totally, like, we were talking about this at the beginning, you know, of the podcast, just um, co-laboring with Christ, right? Hearing from what the father is saying and then moving in that so there is no strife it's not like you have to figure it all out yourself right no branch can bear fruit by itself it must remain in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me i am the vine you are the branches right so that's that whole abide abide message but amen the deep places are green amen amen